I want to start today's show by thanking the America Out Loud Network and Malcolm for his tireless work in bringing quality programming and America First programs to you through the network each day. His support of this new show that I've been bringing now for 90 plus episodes is greatly appreciated, and I'm having a very good time doing the shows for you. I've met lots of really interesting people, and I've told stories that have likely gotten me in trouble in many different political circles, whether it's the Biden family or Mitch McConnell. I know that I'm stepping on toes with what I'm reporting. With that all stated, I am having a good time. I'm comfortable. My car operates fine. I am mentally sound. And no, I am not suicidal. We're going to continue the talk about Sam Bankman-Fried and what I'm learning as I continue down this rabbit hole. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee, or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Welcome back, Bold Americans, to another episode. I've been going strong this week talking about the perception of what's happening in the world versus what's actually happening. If you heard my show yesterday, I called out the actions in Poland and I said that Poland was lying, that this was not a missile from Russia. The missile that had landed allegedly in Poland has now been confirmed that it was a defense system missile used by the Ukraine who happens to have that 300 series as a defense missile, which doesn't even travel far enough to travel from Russia all the way to Poland. So common sense be damned. We now have a true answer. So World War III has now been averted for now. But we need to pay attention to these headlines of what's coming up. I've been saying all week, FTX is the largest story in the world right now and the largest story that Americans need to pay attention to. And Sam Bankman-Fried has broken his silence. He has decided to put out a number of tweets about what happened with FTX and this bankruptcy. Uh, I'm not buying all of what he is selling. He also has done a interview via direct message with Vox, uh, Vox reporter Kelsey Piper. Uh, who got some interesting answers, but there's something that in those answers that really stuck out to me that uh, kind of shook me to my core because it tells me that I'm on to the right thing. So during the Vox interview, they're, they're asking him whether or not he was willing to do unethical things for the greater good. And he believes that he was. And originally he was trying to keep the perception that he was a good guy, but he says, no, he said, you know, everyone's goes around, pretend that perception reflects reality. It doesn't. And here's the quote that proves to me that I'm on to the right thing. Now, remember what I shared yesterday about Mitch McConnell. Remember how I said he's taken money from FTX. Uh, I believe that this is all part of creating this global currency because they're going to try to throw regulations in. He states some of this decade's greatest heroes will never be known. And some of its most beloved people are basically shams. This guy has invested $50 million into the Democrat party, $20 million into the Republican party. He knows exactly who the shams are, but that doesn't mean that this guy 
is all of a sudden some type of virtuous individual. Because as I stated on the first episode, in the Bahamas, we now have these allegations, and I wish that there was some questions in the Vox interview about this, but we have allegations that there are orgies and sex parties going on at his 600 acres in the Bahamas and that he is basically the new Epstein Island. But there's more information in this uh, interview that gets very interesting. He basically says that he doesn't believe in the regulators, which doesn't surprise me considering the idea behind crypto in the first place was to never be regulated. The idea that they would create some type of crypto company uh, on a stock market type of investment firm has always been very odd to me. And I, I, I've already admitted to you all, I was an investor into coin on Voyager. So I fell for this as well. But my friends all told me, and one of the guests that I had a while back that uh, has been involved in Bitcoin and Ethereum for some time and mining his own, uh, Joel Margavage, you can go back and find his episode many months ago. Uh, but he had said to me, he's like, no, you know, these exchanges aren't where it's at. The beauty of crypto is the fact that you can have an unregulated market where people don't know what you're purchasing, how they're purchasing it, use it through the internet, through these secure tokens. And it was the most secure way in order to purchase things. So I've always had some questions about these individuals that are pushing the cryptocurrency exchanges. It's always seemed to me that the individuals like Sam Bankman-Fried, they've all wanted some type of regulatory control to eventually come out. So I'm not buying this whole, uh, he doesn't believe in regulations now. Uh, to me, you're an agent. If you are working in lobbying Congress and these committees, you are working on the behalf of government in order to rein this all in. The problem with Bitcoin for government is the fact that this could be used on the dark web, the deep web, and people would have no idea what was being purchased. They couldn't track it at least with credit cards and debit cards, they're able to track your every purchase. And if you know what the government is obsessed with right now, all the world governments are obsessed with the carbon footprint. And I've done an episode already, several episodes, where I discuss how Visa and MasterCard, they're already having uh, all of these things monitored to create this carbon footprint profile for you. And now the Federal Reserve... They are also uh, working with the banks to try to see what type of social credit system they could come up with in order to look into how do we rein in digital currencies. So what better way to spook the public worldwide to make people stop talking about crypto and mining, but to completely crash it and then tell everybody we're here from the government and we're here to help. Ronald Reagan th said those words should scare everybody. They always should, because that's exactly what's happening right now. The same people that created this problem are the same people that are going to try to offer you a solution. Now, Bankman-Fried will likely be extradited from the Bahamas back to the United States. He will likely find his way in the jail for some time for a Ponzi scheme that we haven't seen since the Enron scandal in many ways by the way that his venture uh, capital firm, uh, Alameda Research, was spending the money. He failed to separate the two accounts. And for that, that's a big problem. Now, 
Bankman-Fried, during this interview, maintained that FTX never invested the deposits of crypto account holders on the exchange. So they pressed him on this and he says, well, it's factually accurate. What does that mean that it's factually accurate? Well, what he says was, well, the deposits weren't done by FTX and spent. FTX didn't gamble that money. They just loaned the money over to Alameda Research and they lost the money. That's why it was factually correct. Sam Bankman-Fried, there's a special place in hell for you, buddy. You are a liar, you are a thief, and you're a crook, and nobody should trust anything that you are putting out there right now. Although, maybe he's just being honest. If, honestly, if you have all this information about what's going on, the best way to save yourself right now is to just whistleblow on the entire establishment about how this went down. Because we can trace your money back in the Ukraine. I would have loved to have seen where that money is. I would love to have seen how they addressed the money in the Ukraine in order to help fight Russia through FTX and Alameda Research and the Democrats. But that didn't get addressed in any of this right now. That was not addressed in this interview whatsoever. And I think that that is one of the most important questions to do. Also, Bankman-Fried during this interview says that some of the major players are all gone. He said they're all scared. And he claims that one person is guilty because the customer deposits are gone. And so that's why that person is running. We may see uh, some major issues here. Sam also goes on to tell the interviewer, the world is never so black and white. And that's true. Things aren't black and white. As I'm trying to tell everybody, this is a major major issue globally right now of what's going on. And how do I know that it's such a, a major issue? Well, there's already people trying to say that FTX and their their bankruptcy, that it could have been worse. And who's saying this, but none other than Bloomberg. It says FTX came dangerously close to upending futures markets. The fact that Bloomberg right now is saying, oh, well, this could have been so worse. Look over here. It tells me that Bloomberg likely is implicated in all of this as well. They're like, you know what? It could have been worse. All of us could have been found out on how we were using crypto on these exchanges the, to launder and steal money and move things around. Now, in reality, it used to be the people that were laundering money were the regular everyday people and the government had no idea because cryptocurrency could be cleaned through cold wallets and I'll have to get somebody on here to, to explain this to my average listener so they can understand how I've learned this because I don't believe that I could uh, describe it nearly as well as some of the others could. Um, but the, the, the main thing that you need to know, cryptocurrency and what's happening right now and the fact that people are trying to defend this. When I talked about the Credit Suisse situation and you saw that they had to get banks in Saudi Arabia and everywhere to prop them up. When I talk about BlackRock Financial and what they're doing, this is all connected. Connect the dots. This is fraud on a global level. Now, there's some other issues going on. The lending arm of the crypto investment bank, Genesis Global Trading, has now paused all new loan originations and redemptions. Uh, that is showing that 
basically this whole FTX problem is now spreading out to many other places, such as the lender BlockFi. Uh, that is one of the cryptocurrency lenders, and that is according to the Wall Street Journal. Genesis Global Trading is pausing new loan originations and redemptions, the company announced in the thread of tweets on Wednesday, they report. The lending arm of the bank serves as an institutional client base and is known as Genesis Global Capital. At the end of its third quarter, it had more than $2.8 billion in total active loans. And they claim, we recognize how challenging this past week has been due to the impact of FTX news. At Genesis, we are entirely focused on doing everything we can to serve our clients and navigate this difficult market environment. Our number one priority is to serve our clients and preserve their assets. <laughs> Wonder how that's working out for them right now. Wonder if they've been able to do so. The Gemini Exchange has also paused all withdrawals on their interest-bearing accounts. Now, when these places have started pausing withdrawals in the past, such as Voyager, guess what happens next? Bankruptcy. The money is not there, ladies and gentlemen. The money is disappearing left and right. Just like FTX and Alameda Research, the money is filing into Chapter 11 thin air. That's what's going to happen with all of these things. BlockFi will be the next to file for Chapter 11. The dominoes are all lined up and everything is about to fall. And I said this was coming. If you've been listening to my show, I've said for a long time that this all was coming. And I'm not trying to gloat and say, look at me, I've been right the entire time because no, I did not see this entire FTX uh, thing coming from any spot during any of my shows. I didn't even know Sam Bankman freed who he was. So I'm not going to pretend that I knew all this stuff. But I did see how all of this was tied to globalizing a cryptocurrency platform of digital currency that the United States or some other world leader could control. And that scares the crap out of me. Now, there's some other people that are going to be in trouble right now. Sued already today are Tom Brady, Steph Curry, and Mr. Wonderful himself, Kevin O'Leary. Now, I'm sad to see all this because I got to be honest, just because somebody backs something and promotes it, that does not mean that they are guilty of all of the sins that the creator and CEO is guilty of. If somebody had come to me and said, hey, Greg, we really like America Out Loud or we really like one of your past podcasts that you've done. We'd love to promote your show could you do this cryptocurrency thing for Voyager? Because back then I was a Voyager client before the bankruptcy and we'll pay you X amount of dollars. There's a good chance. I'm being honest with my listeners. There's a good chance. I would have said yes, that I would have said, you know what? Yeah, sure. I, I would be happy. I'll disclose that to my listeners that I'm a client and uh, promote the company. Does that mean I should be sued for promoting them? I don't think so. I wouldn't have been involved in any of the illegal activity that was going on. So Part of this, I think people are looking for somebody to blame right now. Uh, I'm curious where uh, Mr. Shark Tank himself, Mr. Wonderful, will fall into all of this. Uh, I kind of like Kevin O'Leary a lot. Um, I, I've really liked some of his things in the past that he's invested in. So uh, I'll be curious to find out uh, how tied to any of this he may or may not have been. Uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, anyway. So this company has defrauded people of more than $11 billion. This is something that we need to continue the watch. We need to figure out who allowed this Ponzi scheme, which politicians were in on it. And the biggest thing we should learn right now, 
You're not going to hear this on your news. I'm sure there's people right now all over the world going, well, that wasn't on the news. It's just this podcaster saying this must be some type of conspiracy theory. Nope. It's not a conspiracy theory. I don't know why the news isn't covering the digital currency that's coming. Uh, It's all out there. The Federal Reserve put out their own press release about a month and a half ago that I covered on a show. Pay attention. This is all how the dominoes are intended to fall. And uh, Sam, I don't know you. You don't seem like you definitely did things on the up and up. You can try to say whatever you want to now. Uh, but you are a careless individual. You're not an ethical individual. You do not meet my ethical requirements that I require of people that I'm personally friends with. So that's data. That's the first half of today's show. When we come back, we'll cover the second half, what's going on in the world. All right, everybody, you've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. We'll be right back. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.5 proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. That's HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. People often ask me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best. Freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, bold is America out loud. Welcome to the new era in communications. America out loud talk radio. Welcome back, Bold Americans, to the second half of the show. Told you we want to get to some world issues. I've been so focused on FTX over the past three days and then Donald Trump and what was going on in Poland that I don't want to miss all these other great headlines that are coming out. Look, lab-grown meat. It was cleared for human consumption yesterday. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, for the first time ever, has cleared a meat product that was grown from animal cells for human consumption. Now, I have not covered the insect push 
that people say is not coming, but yet it's being normalized on many different television shows. My, my wife watches a show British Baker, and they actually had an entire episode where they talked about crickets as meals and food. We can get into that in just a second, but let, let's continue with this upside foods. Now upside foods is a company that makes cell cultured chicken by harvesting the cells from live animals and using them to grow meat in stainless steel tanks. They want to bring these products to the market with the USDA. Once it's been inspected, said the release from the FDA, they're calling this a food revolution to support innovation in the food supply. Hmm. Get ready. Do you want to eat fake Franken meat? I don't, I don't want anything to do with the Franken meat. In fact, if you ever watch like the beyond burgers or the impossible burgers, you do realize it's healthier to eat an actual cheeseburger than it is to eat an impossible burger. Once you put all those ingredients into it, you know, all the plant proteins and everything else, people are losing their minds, but here's what's going to happen. With the USDA and the FDA regulating this cell cultured meat that started back in 2019, bringing us towards this, the idea was that the USDA would oversee the processing and labeling of cell cultured meat products. And they're claiming that there is now a demand to farmed meat because of the high greenhouse gas emissions from raising livestock. And so this is one of the big things in the climate conference. I don't know about you, but I want to be able to always eat regular chicken. I want to always be able to eat regular meat. Now, I'm not a vegetarian. Uh, if you are a vegetarian, that's fine, well, and good. Just don't push your ideals on me. It's nature. Uh, we've been living off of this diet for a very long time, and it helps keep us healthy, helps keep us in our blood regulated in proper ways. Will cell cultured meat have a negative health impact over time on us? Or will this be no different than eating regular chicken? I would guess to say we are playing with nature. And nine times out of 10, when we're playing with nature, bad things happen. I've watched enough sci-fi movies to know that once you play God, God has a way of coming back and saying, no, 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 no. Don't mess with nature. And it's always worse than what it was in the beginning. Will this create more cancers? Will this give us the proper protein? Will this cause amino acids not to be properly broken down into our system and cause more intestinal problems, digestive problems, malabsorption of minerals and vitamins in people's diets? Well, I don't know if we're going to have a choice because this looks like it's going to be shoved down every person's throat. Because eventually, if I understand the market well enough, if this is what they want, they will make this dirt cheap for people to purchase and people will just accept it because they'll go, well, now it's all been priced out. Look at the cost of chicken per pound. You now it's $20 for this pound of chicken that we used to be able to get for $3.99. And you'll be like, well, I guess I can have the Franken meat. Franken meat sounds pretty good for dinner tonight, dear. Let's have some. Let's give it to the kids. I don't trust it. I don't want it. Keep it off my dinner plate. Stop playing God with food. Now, 
insects. I, I talked about insects. Now, this is not currently uh, in the headlines, so to speak. But there are many people pushing right now insects as food for human consumption. There are 2,000 species, they state, that are uh, worldwide considered edible. Many people are going, why don't we eat more bugs? These stories started popping up in 2019, and they continue to get more and more popular here in 2022 as global greenhouse gases and the carbon emissions conversation continues. Here's the problem. There are parasites, there are diseases in crickets and other insects. And once we start consuming these things in large quantities into a human diet, this would be unsafe long-term. But there's already articles out there that are in New York City stating there's a misconception that insects are dirty or unsafe to eat. However, insects are no more unsafe to consume than any other food and require the same attention to their farming and processing as other animal products. Biological pathogens, such as disease-carrying bacteria and infections transmitted by animals to humans are generally considered less of a threat from insects than from other animal products because of genetic differences between insects and humans. I get all that. We're also not eating the insects. We're not doing that. And if you look at places that have eight insects, third world countries and other places, health is not exactly their strong point. Don't sell me a bill of goods simply because we're supposed to accept it because the elite do not want us to eat meat. They want us to eat Franken meat. They want us to eat locust and grasshoppers. This, <laughs> I worry, why did I bring children into this world? I, I got to really ask myself, I feel bad sometimes that my children are going to grow up in a world that's absolutely crazy and insane and people that want to just accept things. Call me a traditionalist. Call me somebody who is very conservative in their traditional values. But I believe meat should be meat. It should be mooing. <laughs> it should be uh, making the sounds, clucking, whatever it may be, gobble, gobble as we get towards Thanksgiving here. Uh, it should not be going chirp, chirp, chirp as a cricket in the nighttime. Or it should not be going boiling in a stainless steel cauldron in order to create Frankenmeat. That's, that's going to be my, uh, my terminology for this anytime I talk about. All right, so that's going to be the biggest thing that I think that uh, I need to address as far as the meat side of the equation. Now, it's official. Yesterday, the Republicans uh, officially have the House. I was predicting that, and then uh, it became official. I record my shows the night before, but I, I refer to them as if it's the day that you're listening. So just understand, I'm always recording these things at night, the day before you're listening. But I try to do a good job of making sure they're as current as possible and wait till the last minute to have some answers on things. All right, so there are uh, many people right now in the United States that are split on what should be happening in politics. If you go on to Twitter, and you, you read what people are writing about Donald Trump announcing his run for president. People are very divided. And I tried to bring this up in yesterday's show. I'm not as anti-Trump as other people may be that are critical of Trump. Um, my philosophy is this. 
if Trump is the nominee, and at this point it's still Biden running, uh, Trump would get the vote no matter what from me for the fact that I believe in putting the conservative values and balancing the past couple of years just for the economy, just for the economy, not for all the crazy talk and everything else that normally happens, but I want the economy better. And I have more trust in the Republicans in bringing the economy back than I do in the Democrats right now. I think things are going to get a lot worse. And he talked about that in his speech. And I was like, well, this is what I've been talking about too. But let's be real. The country needs a unified Republican party and needs to bring in independence if they want to be successful. And they need to bring in independence and libertarians like myself into a point of excitement because that will bring them over the top in the votes of what they need. I don't think Donald Trump has it. I don't think Donald Trump can unite the libertarians, the independents, and the conservatives all in one enough to get out to vote. Now, maybe some of those people stay home and they go, well, the Republican Party has lost their way. They failed to redefine themselves and get to where they need to be. It's time for change. It's time for change. And that may be tough for people to hear, um, but we've got to end this Messiah complex of Donald Trump. Uh, the Messiah complex for people where it's Donald Trump or bust, I do not believe is healthy. I think it's okay to say, look, Donald Trump had this country in a very good place when it comes to our relations with other countries and putting them in check and putting America back as a strong power financially before COVID. That's okay to acknowledge all those things and also say, I think it's time to move on. I think that it's time that whether that's Ron DeSantis or somebody else, and I think the GOP also needs to say, what do we stand for? Can we go back to truly traditional conservative values of fiscal conservative values, lowering the deficit, tax breaks for the middle class, rebuilding the middle class back? I think that if a candidate can come up with that, I don't think there are uh, Democrat candidates right now that could fight back against it. And right now, I believe that Ron DeSantis has the best political chance in winning for the Republican Party. Now, there may be other people that begin to come out in the future. I'm not saying that Ron DeSantis is the only person. He's the best person right now. Donald Trump is too polarized. He's damaged goods. And that's what my concern is. I, I don't believe I want to see the Democrat Party as president in 2024. I want to see changes financially. I want to see a return to constitutional values, protecting the second amendment. I want to see the first amendment strengthened um, and not this misinformation campaign that goes on on social media. I want government out of privatized companies, uh, influencing them and telling them what they can and cannot do. Uh, I want some common sense and I don't want a GOP if that's not what the GOP is going to do. That's the truth of the matter. But I want the GOP to actually put a plan together here in 2024, not like 2020 where they chose not to do anything, put the plan in together. Don't rely on Trump and let's bring people back on board. Otherwise I'm happy to stay on my little libertarian uh, ship here, party of me, as well as independence and look for a third party to represent this. Uh, but I, I don't believe that has to happen. That's just where uh, 
right now the GOP seems content to let things happen. And then in a health story right now, this was a fascinating study in the health. All right. The fascinating study is that basking in just 30 seconds of sunlight each morning may be the most effective way to prevent cancer, according to some doctors. There was a study that came out, London uh, in Study Finds released it, that says uh, grabbing just 30 seconds of sunlight every morning could slash the chances of developing most types of cancer significantly. That was early research by United Kingdom's leading specialist. They went on to say that a half-minute exposure to the sun's near-infrared light, which is between sunrise and 9 a.m., may offer a higher level of protection to adults and children than eating 2,500 bananas or a kilogram of Brazil nuts per day. That is fascinating if true. And the reason why those times are so successful is because when you wake up, and just when the body wakes up, they're saying the body has this ability to uh, release melatonin as it brings in this type of light. And it's twice as powerful as vitamin E that helps neutralize toxins and prevent cancer-causing mutations. In fact, they said the odds of developing cancer went from 1 in 2 to 1 in 10 to people who do this. This could be the biggest single preventative measure. It could be the kind of ultimate detox, as they stated. There's some things that I didn't know as I continued with this uh, study. Uh, I was not aware that the average human body is producing 800 to 1,000 cancerous cells each day. Depending on your lifestyle and risk factors, it can be more than double for some people. And so the body naturally gets rid of cancer cells every day through our built-in detox system. And so the sleep hormone melatonin is produced uh, by the sunlight and released in more levels to help fight, to help supply the mitochondria that are going to help release that energy. And so it's also tied to the circadian rhythm, reason why it's from sunrise to 9 a.m. Now, this goes with what a lot of individuals have been saying to me. They keep saying, if you want to fight cancer, get into the sunlight. Don't use sunscreen. Now, I'm not telling you not to use sunscreen whatsoever. We also know that people that are sunbathing for five hours a day during the summer are damaging their skin. That can cause skin cancers. But you know what else we know can cause skin cancers too? That's right. The sunscreen. We're finding now that the sunscreen might actually be uh, very damaging to our skin, causing oxidative stress to the body. To, to the body. All right, so we want to make sure that we're paying attention right now to this is 30 seconds of near infrared light from the time you wake up until 9 a.m. getting 30 seconds of that light basking it. Now, it doesn't say how much of your body needs to be exposed to it. You know, it doesn't say how this works for northern hemispheres versus southern hemispheres closer to the equator further away. I'd be very curious to see if they did studies with people that wake up every day that early and go for walks and what their uh, cancer rates look like compared to the people that wake up later in the day. Uh, or if melatonin supplements would work uh, to try to uh, boot cancer from the system. This is a fascinating study, um, and I, I wanted to share it with my listeners. If you want to find it, it's on studyfinds.org. And the story is 30 Second Sunlights 
NIR, near infrared, uh, prevents cancer. And you'll be able to find that as well. Uh, that looks like we're about out of time here today. I want to be respectful of your time. It's quick 30 minutes went by. I know you had a lot of different options, but you chose to be here with me. And for that, I'm grateful. All those people that are new followers on Twitter to the show, I've been picking up a ton of people and I see that you're discovering the show. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad to be on the America Out Loud Network. Thank you to all my different peers that are on the network too that offer great content seven days a week uh, through the radio as well as through the podcast and the phenomenal columns that are written. It's a pleasure to be here for you all. And it's a responsibility Monday through Friday that I take very serious in order to provide this for you. If you ever have an idea for a show, you ever want to talk about anything, let me know. You can reach me on Twitter at RealGregBolden. Also, my 100th episode on the America Out Loud Network is coming up very soon. It's coming up at the end of November. Now, that's depending on whether or not I take off for a show on Thanksgiving uh, or not, but it should be around the 29th, 30th, and I'm thinking of doing a special live show via Zoom where I send the link out on Twitter. You come join. You can listen to the taping, ask questions, and be part of the show that we will publish. So go to at real Greg Bolden on Twitter. Let me know if you like that idea. If so, I will set that up as my 100th episode. We'll have a party together as a family uh, because you are every bit a part of this show as my bold Americans along with me to create this emboldened nation. And I appreciate you. All right, everybody, you've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Mm-hmm.